experiencing high call volumes over fallen trees and other incidents and is urging members of the public to only call if their situation is urgent. A tree is down on the A477 between Llanteg and Kilgetty, closing both lanes, according to Traffic Wales. Tenby, Marlows and Broadhaven will be among the county's tourist hotspots to receive part of a £323,000 funding boost. Deputy Minister for Culture, Sport and Tourism, Lord Ellis Thomas, has announced a £2.2 million 23 projects across Wales to improve the visitor experience and develop high-quality destinations. Projects include improvements to cycle paths, upgrades to access to facilities at Blue Flag beaches, visitor parking, signage and public conveniences and reflect local as well as national priorities. Lord Ellis Thomas said, This scheme is an excellent way for us to assist the tourism sector to make improvements to local facilities and amenities. Facilities such as footpaths, toilets, signage, car parking are often only noticed when the provision is lacking, which shows that they are an important part of the experience that people have of Wales. He said the investment would benefit locals and visitors alike and would help people become more active whilst enjoying the Welsh countryside. The funding has been made available through the Tourism Amenity Investment Support Scheme thanks to the Welsh Government Rural Communities Rural Development Programme which is funded by the European Agricultural Fund for Rural Development. Pembrokeshire parents owe the local authority more than £185,000 in unpaid school dinner monies. The amount was revealed as a scrutiny committee discussed plans to increase the cost of school meals by 35 pence over the next three years. Some families owe up to £2,800. The report for Schools and Learning Overview and Scrutiny Committee adds that no primary pupil goes without a meal despite arrears. But there are new proposals to ask parents more than 20 days in arrears to provide a packed lunch for their child until the arrears are paid. Other proposals due to be discussed include increasing the cost of a school meal by 10 pence from September. A 15 pence increase is suggested for the following year. In a bid to eliminate the secondary school meal subsidy and reduce the primary subsidy to no more than half a million pounds by April 2021. Discounts for multi-children families and those committing for the full school year of primary school meals and paying by direct debit will remain, adds the report. England cricketer and TV star Andrew Freddie Flintoff has been spotted filming for BBC's Top Gear show in Tenby. The all-rounder has been driving a bright blue hearse labelled The Overtaker in scenes for the popular programme around Tenby Harbour. Flintoff, who also stars in Sky One's A League of Their Own, was happy to wave to bystanders who had gathered. Flintoff joins Paddy McGuinness and Chris Harris as presenters for the new series in 2019. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, 24 hours a day, Pure West Radio.
Welcome back to your Pure West Farm and Country Show with me, Sarah Miller. Just about caught my breath after being uh, up first thing this morning and trying to get to work, but uh, trying to round up 80 lost sheep as well this morning. So uh, anyway, hopefully they're all uh, grazing safely on someone's field. (laughs) I have phoned round. Not sure whose field it was, but they're safe and that's what matters. Now, there's been so much in the news uh, and it's ongoing all about clean air emissions uh, obviously, not only in the countryside, more so in uh, uh, urban areas where uh, you know there are serious issues with uh, things that have been ex- um, expunged from cars. And um, the RABDF has expressed grave concerns about DEFRA's clean air strategy. Now, this was published last week, and they're focusing on particularly the failure to acknowledge the impact productivity and system type can have on emission levels and the opportunity to mitigate. 
Now, the organisation says that despite submitting sustained evidence-based comments, almost none of its points uh, have been considered or incorporated into the new strategy. Now, with dairy cattle being held responsible for 28% of ammonia emissions, now this is 2016, 31% in 2015, so at least they're going in the right direction, they're going down. RABDF says it is clear some changes are required by the industry to allow government reduction targets to be met by 2030. However, it has emphasised the importance of looking at the proposals in the context of unintended consequences or lack of suitability. Now, for example, while environmental permits work for the pig and poultry sector, the dairy industry is less intensive and does not fall into defined production systems such as all continuously housed or all continuously grazed, with no threshold outlined in the proposal. Now, the RABDF has expressed hope that the government's final emission limits will not be prohibitive to farms that have smaller herds, as these could be forced out of business, contributing to the already declining UK dairy producer numbers. Now, the commitment to contribute towards the costs of measures such as the adop- adoption of low-emission spreading equipment and the mandatory slurry store uh, coverage has been welcomed, but other measures appear unrealistic and have not been amended from the draft version of the strategy. For example, mandatory housing designs will be a challenge due to the range of systems and lack of standardisation throughout the sector. The requirement for solid manure and digestive to be incorporated within 12 hours is impractical, giving the reliance of many farms on favourable weather or contractors. I should think so, at 12 hours. Have any of these people ever actually been on a farm or observed farming systems? It it does make you wonder. Now, the introduction of nitrogen limits also doesn't differentiate between bought-in sources and those produced on farms where farmers can maximise homegrown nutrients and contribute to the proposed National Good Code of Practice outlined in the strategy. Now, a panel of experts, which... That phrase always worries me. We'll examine the burning question, can we deliver on clean air strategy at Dairy Tech on the 6th of February? Now, joining the panel will be Nigel Penlington, AHDB, Paul Tompkins, NFU, Paul Glamour, uh, Wagenheim University, and Liam Sinclair, Sinclair, Harper Adams University. Uh, You can buy tickets to go, and further information of the event can be found at www.dairytechuk. And we will get a full response of that when it comes out. But it is one of those proposed strategies. It's, it, it's, it's almost written on paper, but no one's actually been out there and practically measured what they're trying to achieve and whether, in fact, it is achievable or sustainable or even more affordable. Are you up in the middle of the night Like the fireflower down You were there like a blowtorch burning was a key that could use a little turning So tired that I couldn't even sleep So many secrets I couldn't keep I promised myself I wouldn't weep But one more promise I couldn't keep It seems no one can help me now I'm in too deep There's no way out this Yeah. 
Sunday morning, and you're listening to your Pure West Farm and Country Show. Now, you probably all had this drop on your uh, doormat uh, probably a couple of weeks ago. I think it was quite late. Usually it's uh, on your doormat in the first week of January, probably the second of January when the first post comes. And that's the Sheep and Goat Annual Inventory. Just want to remind everybody it needs to be in because you know what they're like. If you're a minute late, they'll go and hit you on your BPS or they'll just find any excuse, don't they, to take money from you. Now... Not only me, but NFU Cymru is reminding farmers that the 2019 annual sheep and goat inventory forms must be returned by the 1st of February 2019. Now, this form is a legal requirement and must be returned no later than the 1st of Feb to avoid an increased risk of being selected for inspection. And not only that, to have your cheque docked next December. Oh, let's see if we get one. Anyway, the form should include the number of sheep and goats of which the farmer is the registered keeper. And that's by your CPH location on the 1st of January. Farmers must also record the number of sheep and goats on the 1st of January in their on-farm flock record to avoid a potential cross-compliance penalty. I didn't do that. I better do that. (laughs) I've sent it back. (laughs) Now, sheep and goat keepers have the option of completing the form online via www.eidcumry.org. However, keepers must have registered to the EID Cymru prior to submitting the online inventory return. If you are completing the form electronically, you do not need to return the paper form. That always has me worried. I think I do both. You know, do you remember how long it took um, uh, the British Cattle Movement uh, Society to get that organised? And, you know, they kept finding cows and losing cows. I, I, I do both. Belts and braces if I were you. Now, some confusion has been reported about the 2019 paper copy of the annual sheep inventory returns because no pre-addressed return envelope was supplied this year. I noticed that because I filled my paper copy and I thought, I'm going to get this done so I know it's done. And half of me, terrible as it was, I thought, well, they haven't given me a prepaid envelope. Perhaps I don't have to put a stamp on my envelope. Well, I did in the end, in case they just wouldn't accept it at the other end. So, um, sort confirmation from the Welsh Government and paper returns should be sent to EID Cymru T Merlin Park Merlin Aberystwyth Ceredigion SY23 3FF. Think mine's gone the wrong place. Now, if keepers put their email on the form, they will be sent a confirmation of receipt electronically. If not, they will receive a postcard receipt. Now, alternative arrangements could be to take the paper form to any RPW office during office hours and they'll be given a receipt. Then the Welsh Government are, however, encouraging sheepkeepers where possible to do their returns online through their EID account. Now, if uh, keepers do not have one, it's easy to set up and a leaflet was supplied on how to do this in the inventory pack. So just to let you know, the deadline for the submission of this form is Friday the 1st of February 2019, which is this coming Friday. So either paper or online, but whatever you do, please get that form back back to them and then there's no excuse for their wellingtons to come marching all over your farm seven spice where the staff are oh so nice you'll love our jalfrezi and special rice what's even better is our price this will have you coming back not once but twice <laughs> enough of all that rhyming malaki the seven spice of market street Halford west offers the finest asian cuisine open six days a week they offer a fine selection of indian dishes to eat in or take away Book your table now or place your order by visiting sevenspice.uk or call Aki on 01437 762 789. The Seven Spice, where the staff are oh so nice. Did you hear that? Come on, you can do it. That's the sound of setting a goal and achieving it. Taking it slow, grasping the club gently, focusing on the ball, lining up the stroke and it goes in. 
with all year round golf at an incredible £480 for a new member. Terms and conditions apply. For your new membership, call now on 01646 697 822 Milford Haven Golf Club, where rain never stops play. Hey, John, you look like you're 10 years younger, mate. What have you been up to? Cheers, George. Glad you noticed. I've been down to Blades at 14 Picton Place, Haverford West, next to Iceland. They really know how to look after a fella. I had a haircut, tidied up my beard, and I didn't need to make an appointment. You can also have a shave, nose, and earwax too. And they have hot towels. Where was that again, John? Blades on Picton Place. Speak to them nicely, and they'll even get you a coffee while you wait. Excellent. I've got a wedding to go to next week, and I could do with some first-class pampering. Blades open seven days a week, Monday to Saturday, 9 a.m. until 7 p.m. And 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. on Sundays. Blades on Picton Place. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio.
You're listening to your Pure West Farm and Country Show. You've either downloaded the app or you are listening online. Now, usually this time of the week, I obviously do the market prices. Um, but I scour the uh, internet this morning, uh, trying to look for local market prices. And usually I go to uh, my favoured choice, which is JJ Morris, because they cover Whitland, Cardigan, Crimmock. And there was nothing there up to date for this week just gone. So I'm afraid uh, I can't bring you anything. So what I thought I would do is have a look at what's going on in the English farmland market, because obviously that will have an impact on what happens over here. And uh, obviously with the influence of Brexit, there is uh, some movement in the figures. And we all like to know, we're, you know, we're just the same. It doesn't matter whether it's a house, small holding or a farm. You like to know the value of what you're sitting on is going up in price. Now, the value of farmland is being supported by strong interest from lifestyle buyers, investors and high net worth individuals, with farmers accounting for less than half of all purchases in 2018. Now, this has come from the Strutt and Parker Farmland Database, and we all know what a well-to-do uh, estate agency they are. Now, the average price of arable land in England rose by 2% in 2018 to £9,400 an acre. Mind you, this is down £1,300 an acre from its peak in quarter two in 2015, but only a little below the five-year average. Now, the farmland market has proved more resilient than many might have predicted considering the Brexit-related uncertainties and practical challenges posed by the weather over the past 18 months. And this comes from Strutton Parker's Head of Estate and Farm Agency, Michael Fidesz. Now, the Agricultural Bill, published in September, confirmed the government's intention to phase out support payments over a seven-year period, and much has been made of the negative impact this could have on land prices. However, farm profitability is only one of the number of factors that determine farmland prices, not least because farmers are not the only people who buy land. Our data confirms that over the past two years, none farmers have played an increasing role in the market. Land in the right location remains in considerable demand for capital investment for many non-farming reasons, including development potential, privacy, tax reasons or amenity. For many of these investors, generating profits from farming is not their primary focus. And that's actually quite a bit scary because it means anyone who buys farming, farmland not to farm means farmland's going out of food production. Now, Mr Fidesz says, while this non-farmer demand continues to be strong, the percentage of land bought by existing farmers has decreased, creating a wide range of values achieved, which are not immediately apparent from average prices. The price of arable land in England during 2018 ranged from a low of £4,575 an acre to a high of £15,000 an acre. Location, rather than the quality of land, continues to be the key driver of the price achieved. Well, that's good for us here. We've got plenty of fantastic locations in Pembrokeshire. Now, for the first time since we started compiling detailed records in 1996, farmers accounted for less than half the buyers in 2018. Conscious of the likely squeeze on farm profitability going forward, farmers are finding it more difficult to justify buying land funded by borrowings, so they are taking a more cautious approach. However, the most entrepreneurial of farmers remain in the market for more land if it's in the right location at the right price. Mr Fidesz says that the immediate future lack of supply is anticipated to support values. While the amount of land available rose sharply in Q3 2018, this was to some degree due to one or two large sales, and relatively little has been marketed since. History shows that in times of uncertainty around cap reform, supply of land in the market has tightened. In the short to medium term, the expectation is a widening of a range of values achieved. Bare land in areas where there is little interest from non-farming buyers is where there is the greatest downside risk, 
but it is likely to be a different story for the land with strong appeal to non-farmers or for land with strategic development potential. Overall, we expect that in 2019 and 2020, we could see a decrease in average farmland prices, but that growth will return from 2021 onwards. So now just a couple of key points, as we said. The variance is arable land from 4,500 to £15,000 an acre. Most arable land is now selling from eight to ten thousand pounds an acre. Most pasture land is selling from six to eight thousand pounds an acre, and more than a hundred thousand acres of farmland was publicly marketed in 2018, and that's the only second time that's happened in ten years. And however, overall, the total number of farms publicly marketed remains pretty stable at around 220 to 230. So, not some, you know, the figures aren't running away there, but at least we can see one thing that it is stable and they're expecting uh, an increase in the value of land uh, 2020 onwards.
Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. Welcome back to your Pure West Farm and Country Show. And it's sort of navel-gazing time, isn't it? We're going to have a have a look at what the weather holds for us for the next seven days. I think we've been quite fortunate over the past seven days. It's been very, very cold, but we've had a, a few spells of, uh, of dryness and a few spells of wetness, of course. Um, but long-term, it's still going to stay in this really, really cold spell. We're not going to have any blistering sunshine. Today it's not going to get warmer than seven, but it's not going to get lower than three. So, uh, you know, it's, it's the right weather for the right time of year. And tomorrow is pretty much the same. That overcast cloud sort of makes you feel really dark and it gets dark early. Again, highs of seven and lows of two. 
Now on Tuesday we see a bit of a change because we could be looking at a chance of rain, sleet or snow uh, or a combination of all or maybe we'll just get rain here and it snows on the hills and we're looking at a high of six and a low of three. Wednesday is just going to revert to showers again high of six low of two and I guess sort of you know the the uh, the lower temperatures are probably nearer the coasts and probably further inland we're going to be seeing a, a good deal of frost. Uh, Thursday again a bit of shower uh, some sunshine highs of six lows of two and Friday we've seen a, a, see a return to the chance of some snow it'll either be rain it'll either be sleet or it'll be snow or it'll be sunny so uh, just a bit of everything thrown in there that uh, sort of uh, sits me quite nicely on the fence for a weather forecast doesn't it I'm just not going to say it's going to be hot so uh, I've got all angles covered there and that's going to be a high of six and uh, a low of one and so, uh, going into Saturday it's pretty much the same the chance of rain sleet and snow and only a high of five and again a low of one which probably means it's going to be freezing for most of us uh, in the countryside and also the wind changes direction so I think it's going to be quite a uh, cold wind coming in from the east not quite the beast of the east well she says that the last time I said something like that we did get the beast of the east so um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll change my mind it's, uh, it's going to be a, a southerly wind okay and let's see what happens from there now we've got a few Watsons tomorrow uh, there's a big conference in Lanroost it's called uh, Helping Safeguard the Future of Tenant Farmers in Wales. And it's knowing what you as a tenant farmer are entitled to, as well as your obligation, obligations to your landlord. And an essential seminar for making sure that your livelihood is protected. So if you've got some spare time tomorrow and, uh, you know, you want to travel up to Lanroost, uh, that's the place to go. So there's a all day conference there. Don't forget uh, this coming Thursday, it's our Pembrokeshire County Conference 2019. The Pembrokeshire County Conference will be held, obviously, this Thursday, and it's at uh, the world-renowned Nantifin Hotel at Landisilio, and the guest speaker is going to be Minette Batter. So uh, looking forward to what she's got to say about everything farming and Brexit. Uh, and then also, uh, following uh, Monday, 4th of February, uh, an event held by Farming Connect. Uh, it's all about the Sustainable Production Grant. We talked about talked this, uh, about last week, I think, if I remember rightly. Grant funding in between 12000 and 50000 could be our last opportunity to get hold of some EU money, so get yourselves over there. It's in the evening, as my memory serves me well, half past seven to half past nine, at the Nantifin Hotel, and it's all the information that you need. It says, uh, join Farming Connect at one of these events for further information on the substantial level of services and support available to you. So that's an important one to go to uh, if you're looking to invest uh, before uh, the clamps come down on Brexit. Um, and then what else have we got here? Yeah, over at Landissel, uh, at the Taffen Arms Frostrassel, hope I pronounced that correct, Landissel, there is an event called, again held by Farming Connect, Making Tax Digital. That hasn't been postponed yet, so that's still all about um, VAT returns online quarterly. So join Farming Connect again when experienced accountants will help explain the next steps that need to be taken and respond to your inquiries because there was a big thing about trying to put that off because basically we are not an environmental uh, sorry not an not an internet hotspot around here we're more of a not spot than a hotspot and uh, just for all the other runners out there i know there's loads of people who go running in pembrokeshire i see them out and about all the time don't forget sunday the 9th of february it's the lanethley half marathon the first one of the year well first one of the year for me anyway uh, so I'll be recording the show that Sunday. I won't be coming live from Lenethley. Um, we start off at the Park Scarlets, and that's 13.1 miles of beautiful coastal views as we run along the uh, 
coastal path all around Pembrane surrounding area. And I'm hoping for one that it's a bit on the flat side for a change because, you know, after, after Cornwall, I could do with a bit of a flatty. Uh, don't forget, if you've got anything going on uh, in and around the county, just drop me a line via the Pure West Radio Messenger app uh, and let me know what's going on. Or better still, if you want to come into the studio and tell everybody about it, if you've got a fundraising event going on out there, anything, anything at all, uh, come and join me here in the Pure West Radio studio.
It's Sunday morning and you have been listening to me, Sarah Miller, and I have brought you the Pure West Farm and Country Show. And I hope you've enjoyed my company for the past couple of hours. My goodness, we've covered lots of bases. We've heard all about the farming unions and their opinions, hopes, fears and comments about a Brexit deal or no Brexit deal. It's going to support agriculture, not only here in Pembrokeshire, but across the, you know, the whole of Wales and, in a, you know, and across the whole of the UK. We all need a good deal. We're all, all in this together. I don't think there's anything that's isolated. So we'll be obviously keep following that story and see what pans out in the next seven days. I guess we'll all be glued to, to either the radio or our tellies to see what's, uh, what's happening and, you know, what they do next. Because it's getting to be a little bit like a game show, isn't it? On the lighter side, we heard about the farm games. They're running amok across social media and gathering pace and... Um, popularity so we can learn to bail online or, or race our bailing online i think it is i think you have your set particular tasks it could be drilling a field it could be spreading fertilizer and uh, you've got online competitors so uh, that's that's really taking off and it just provides a little bit of light relief from brexit and on a more serious note fuw they have uh, shown and stated and actually delivering the fact that they have made mental health a priority for them in as much they have trained up all their staff uh, to be able to recognise maybe issues concerning farmers if they're talking to them that you know that they they may need could be in need of help especially in in basically what is you know tumultuous times as far as agricultural is concerned because when you see them speak on the television in government they, you know they're, they're they're all about their own aims and their own gains and you don't hear agriculture talked about enough in this process. And then we've had a quick look at the clean air strategy, what we need to do, and quite frankly, how it's all up in the air, pardon the pun, uh, that, uh, you know, people who don't understand farming have written a report on people how should conduct their farming businesses, which, uh, as ever, is made of uh, assumptions and needs to, quite frankly, be kicked into the long grass and start all over again. So I hope you've enjoyed the past couple of hours. If there's anything you want to contribute to the show, you want to join in, you want to take a, be a part of it, you are more than welcome to be my guest. Just get in touch with me via the uh, Facebook Messenger app at Pure West Radio. And um, you can rock up and join me in the studio if you like next Sunday. Uh, the, all it remains for me to do is hope you have a fantastic farming week. It's going to be cold and crispy out there, going to be a risk of snow, going to be some sunshine, uh, and it's going to be, could be a cold wind. But with all that going on, enjoy your farming week. I hope it's productive and successful, and I look forward to your company this time next week. Happy farming. When you're up there, above the clouds, soaring at 122 miles per hour, it doesn't feel like you're falling. It feels like you're flying. It feels like the sky's the limit. The Skydive Centre has now officially launched at Haverford West Airport. No one else can film your skydive in 360 degrees, so you can relive the experience again and again in virtual reality. So take the ultimate plunge and visit Air Adventures Wales at theskydivecentre.com now. The Bush Inn, Robuston Wathen, home to the famous Pembrokeshire Carvery. We are open six days a week, Tuesday to Sunday, serving tasty and homemade dishes with daily specials. All of our dishes are prepared from fresh, and if you have a sweet tooth, we have a delicious selection of homemade desserts. The Bush Inn is a family-run business, and we guarantee a service with a smile. So be sure to pop in and say hello. It's steak night every Saturday, and with a carvery every Wednesday and Sunday, booking is essential for the Sunday sitting. Call 01834 860 or visit com. Family and food is what we do. The Bush Inn, Robuston Wathen. Dave Pearce, dance anthems. Hi, this is Dave Pearce. Make sure you join me this weekend for dance anthems. 
get your anthem on. Hashtag Dave Pierce Anthems. Dave Pierce Dance Anthems in association with Eddie Rocks, West Wales' number one nightclub, open seven days a week from 12 p.m. with UK Pool and Nine Ball Pool. Club nights are Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Check out the latest events and book tickets online at www.eddies.co or call the nightclub on 01437 779595. VIP reservations are also available. Eddie Rocks, West Wales' number one nightclub. Dave Pierce, been a busy little bee. Look how clean your car is. It looks almost new. Oh, thanks. Actually, I haven't lifted a finger to get it looking this good. I had it professionally validated at Drive and Shine on Cartlet in Haverford West. It looks amazing now. Is it just cars they do? Because our caravan could really do with a spring clean. Yes, they can do all that. Cars, 4x4s, caravans, boats. They really know what they're doing too. Sounds great. And I won't even have to damage my new nails. <laughs> Drive and Shine in Haverford West. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, 24 hours a day, Pure West Radio. This world can hurt you, it cuts you deep and leaves a scar. Things fall apart, but nothing breaks like a heart. Nothing breaks like a heart. You on the phone last night We live and die by pretty lies You know it We both know it These silver bullet cigarettes This burning house There's nothing left It's smoking We both know it We got all night to fall in love But just like that we fall apart We're broken We're broken mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing, nothing Gonna save us now Well this broken
news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Sarah Hoss. Around 140 homes are without power in Pembrokeshire this morning as extremely strong winds lash the West Wales coast. Western Power has been kept busy with a series of power cuts across the county. David Powers Police 